Hello, I am John. And I'm Adam. And this is Backwash on Vision. recently uh, had your eyes checked yeah I think for the first time in like 25 years <laughs> I couldn't put I couldn't put a time frame on the last time I had them checked any reason uh, my girlfriend's an optician and she swears I can't see she says I squint a lot I finally had to go get get them checked to to win the debate and and I have a minor prescription I was told I didn't need glasses do they, but, do they help when, but they do you have glasses now right? i do i do have glasses now yeah i actually wore them today for the first time and they help i'm nearsighted so they help me see the distance <laughs> quite a bit better actually i i was shocked at how well i could see far now and so. your test was everything they did the puff in your eye mm-hmm. yep. and they did the can you see the numbers yep Yep. Uh, and then, of course, the the eye chart. Yep. The thing about the eye chart is, I I don't know, but it feels like it's all dependent on you, right? The the, the the doctor is only going, is this clear or is this one clear? And it's up to you to determine how how bad your eyesight is. And and humans are not it known is, for being able to judge. It's yeah. Like, I felt the same way because sometimes I was having, a, I was struggling to see the difference between some, which I get right. is the point in some of it. But I'm like, well, if I guess this wrong, am I, are the prescription of my glasses just going to be kind of jacked? You know, I had a pair of glasses. I wore a pair of glasses for a decade, and toward the end, I began to feel eye strain, and so I had my eyes checked after a decade. <laughs> And is it optician? This optician, optometrist. The optometrist is the doctor. Yes. The doctor said that my prescription, the one I had been wearing for a decade, was too strong. And whose fault is that? But (laughs) it's my fault because you know I I must have slipped it up somewhere during the eye chart test and just said, oh, that one's clear. When it it, it truly wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you have a really high prescription? Are you are you pretty bad or are you pretty mild? It's pretty bad. Like I I think it's gotten worse, but if I take off my glasses, I can only see clearly like gosh, a foot away from me, not even, maybe half a foot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're and nearsighted as well then. I feel like everyone's nearsighted. Sure, to some like, degree, you're yes. Like phones mo- mobiles yeah. will make all of us nearsighted. And I think that I think I'm I'm curious to know if my my eyesight has taken a slight turn for the worse because of that. I mean, my working my working day is so close to me. I sit on a computer and I use a phone a lot. You know, technology I think has as I think enhanced Extremes, my worst mood. Right? Yeah, I think it's and I think it's made a difference. Sometimes I wonder how um, how good the eyesight of cavemen were. Right? 
because no screens. Well, they also had to like hunt and stuff and they didn't have like optic, you know, enhancements. So could they just see like really far? Could some of them just have crazy vision? It's a good question. Did you uh, consider getting contacts? I'm not a huge fan. I'm kind of a little bit of an eye eye phobia. Like I don't like things touching my eyes and I don't like seeing people's eyes get touched. So there wasn't a concern. I, I don't plan on wearing my glasses a lot, so I, I don't feel so, like so I need to enhance So they're basically like reading glasses. You just put them on when you... Yeah, I'm going to try and use them at work and see if they kind of help. I get some migraines, so it might help with some of those issues. But And I think driving at night is probably the main the main thing, so I don't kill anyone. My, my concern is that the, the less you use your glasses, the worse your eyesight becomes, right? Well, and, so, and, and according to the, my doctor, I asked about that because I was like, I don't truly plan on wearing these a lot. She's like, that's fine. You know, and people are like, I'm like, well, does it make it worse? She goes, no, it just seems like it does because your eyes get used to it and then they go back to where they were. So, I mean, okay. and I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's not, I'm sure in certain circumstances, that's probably not true. I mean, somebody probably has made their vision worse but they're probably a rare exception. So I verified that because I thought, well, shit, I'm just going to make it worse because I'm hardly going to wear these. But she said it just seems like it. But yeah, contacts, I think it was my my second or third go-round with glasses. I thought, I think this is in high school. I thought, I'll get contacts. And I spent a good, I'd say, 30 minutes at the, um, the eye center in, in a Walmart trying to put a contact in my eye and every time you know, I would get close and I would just blink or flinch. Sure. And eventually a doctor had to put it, a contact in and it was cool when he, he got one contact in, but I realized at that point that this is not going to work. You know, I'm, I'm a glasses person for life. It seems like some people just take to it so easy and others just don't. I think if my vision was really bad and I knew I was somebody who had to wear glasses all the time, I'd make an attempt for contacts, but I'm glad I don't. I'm glad it's not a decision I have to make. You know, the logic behind contacts is either glasses feel heavy, which they don't to me. No, they make or, they're so light. Most glasses or, are light. Or it's just a cosmetic thing, right? I, I look better without glasses. Sure. I mean, some people think that, I guess. I think you would look strange if you didn't have glasses, but that's just because I'm used to seeing you. You know, you're used to seeing people who wear glasses, typically wearing glasses. So, yeah, and and the thing with glasses is, you could just put them on, right? Contacts they dry out, and then you got to put them in in the morning. And if you own contacts, you also have to own a pair of glasses. It's redundant. Yeah, um, you're doubled up on devices. Yeah, I I have been flirting with LASIK recently. But again, it's like it's difficult for me to watch that scene in A Clockwork Orange mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where his eyes are propped open. And I read somewhere that Malcolm McDowell scratched his cornea filming that scene. Sure, yeah. And presumably it's it doesn't feel that bad because they're dropping liquid into the eye to, sure. to refresh it. But then I just imagine... Oh, they're gonna pro- they're gonna like stick this the, the stuff in my eye uh-huh. so they can they can do the laser cut for the LASIK. I don't know. So you're a candidate for it though. You could get it. Yes, I I I, I could get it, but 
if I can't even put in a contact, I don't know how they're going to keep my eyes open. Sure. I mean, you've to, you've certainly ran into people and have friends have had LASIK. You know people, right? Mm, no? No, not really. I, I know a few people, and they certainly have never regretted it. They weren't real yeah. stoked on having it done, but they certainly were really glad right, they did right. it. So. But then, then I hear about cases where it doesn't work or it doesn't... Sure, uh, I'm sure it's, it's possible. Pro- yeah, right. uh, and then you have to you have to do it again. Oh fuck yeah, that would be that would be awful. One, I mean, you get up and do it once. That would suck to have to do it again. But I mean, glasses are glasses suffice for me, and it's you, only really an issue when I see a a film in 3D. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you have to put the 3D glasses over your glasses, or um, when I get a haircut. And I have to take my glasses off. Oh, I never thought I about that. I can't see what the barber is doing. Fortunately, your haircut's ask, pretty simple. Yeah, I just ask him zero everywhere. <laughs> but if I wanted something more complicated, it would be, it might be a struggle. Yeah, not a lot of blending going on with your hair. Yeah. <laughs> and with this pair of glasses, I ordered them from Warby Parker online. Mm hmm. And it is fine. You submit. You can, you can like try on glasses digitally, where you submit a, a photo of yourself and you put the <laughs> the glasses on your on your photo. Yeah, that only does so much, though. The, the only problem is there's no like nose pads on these glasses. That's how mine so, are. They, mine are yeah, a lot so like fir- yours. At first, they were slipping off, and when when I sweated, uh-huh. like when it worked out. And then I went into a physical Warby Parker store, and they they curled the um yeah what do you call it, the legs of the glasses sure yeah so so they stay on better but now like it's slipping off like to one side it's your misshapen weird head yeah but <laughs> I I live with it I live with it well I'm glad you've accepted your glasses fate and don't have to poke your eyes with tiny little lenses. Let me tell you how I lost my first pair of glasses. I was in Las Vegas at the fashion show mall pre-spaceship. This was when it had a submarine outside it. Yeah. And I went to poop in <laughs> the mall, one of the mall uh, washrooms. And for some reason that day, I um, took off my glasses when I sat down and I put them on like the uh, uh, the toilet paper roll box, and when I got out, when, when I finished and I walked, I exited the stall, I forgot to pick up my glasses, and I walked, I I walked out of the washroom, and I immediately realized, oh, I left my glasses in the stall, and I walked back in, and a dude walked out of the stall that I I was using that I I had used. And I went into the stall and my glasses were gone. And so it could only have been him who True. took my glasses. But I never found him. And, and that's how I had immediately had to go get fitted for a pair of glasses. Well, yeah, because you can't see. Fortunately, I was in a mall. But to this day, I wonder, like, why what did he take my glasses? What's he going to do with those? Right. It's... It, it's probably not his prescription, and <laughs> it's certainly not his prescription. There's no way <laughs> those just fit his face. What do you do with? Is there a black market for that? No. What's the fucking point? Leave him. I know I should wear sunglasses to protect my eyes, 
because of UV radiation or whatever. But I I can't wear sunglasses because they make me look too cool. What? That is not that is not seriously what you think, right? Yes. I I can't wear sunglasses because it feels like I'm being phony. It doesn't feel authentic to myself. Just you, looking at myself with sunglasses on. Do you think other people who wear sunglasses look phony? Or is it just you? I feel like everyone else can pull off sunglasses. Okay. All right. I can't. I'm trying to get a baseline here of why you think you'd look too cool. So Well, you know, when you when you think of sunglasses, you think of, you know, the Matrix. <laughs> do do you? I don't know. Everyone in the Matrix wears sure. sunglasses. It's cool, right? Yeah. Well, that's not the first thing I go to, I guess. Well, I mean, it took me a while to warm up to sunglasses, like wearing them. I mean, now I wear them every day, all the time. I have multiple pairs, and I switch them out. Like, I can't imagine also, dealing me, with the sun. I need prescription sunglasses. And that is a bit of a hassle. Yeah. And then you're always carrying around like two pairs of glasses, and you know what do you do? I get that. That makes sense. I'm gonna. <laughs> I need to find a picture of you to superimpose some uh, Warby Parker sunglasses on, just to see how cool you look. The uh, second most viewed, well, the first, the the most viewed video on YouTube is Gangnam Style. And the second most viewed video on YouTube is See You Again, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth Mm -hmm. from Furious 7, which is, which, which makes... The See You Again not being nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Song, even more inexplicable. Well, I know you're a, a champion of that happening. You had mentioned it before. It's unfathomable to me that it wasn't even nominated, right? L- let alone the it's the obvious winner. I mean, not only do you think it should have been nominated, it should have won. Because what won? That was last year, right? What did win? Let me see. 2016 Oscar. Was it, it was not the Glory the Gaga song. Well, Glory was a year before that. I'm just trying to think of what's <laughs> Sam on. Smith, Writings on the uh, Wall. From... The worst yeah. Bond song, too. Right. right. That's one and of the worst. The, like, See You Again was everywhere last year. Yeah. It was inescapable, and somehow it escaped the bubble of the the Academy. Yeah, uh, it only has over 2 billion views, you know. Right. A few people have seen and heard and were interested in hearing that song. And I mean, you could at least throw the the Furious franchise some sort of bone when it comes to like actual, uh, right? Uh, real it's nominations. Not win any awards for acting? Certainly and not. There's no stuntman award. Nope. So it's yeah, its category is slim. Like this was its opportunity to to legitimize something in this in the series, if you could consider that. What's odd about See You Again is that it's um it's awkward to perform live. Because Wiz Khalifa has two verses, and then he doesn't do anything for the rest of the song. Yeah, he's got to bide his time on stage. So this is the, the second half of the song is just Charlie Puth singing. And I remember they performed it on Saturday Night Live, and the second half of the song is just Wiz Khalifa going, oh, oh, yeah, yeah oh, because he has nothing to do. He's just, he's, he's the dancer in the Mighty Mighty Boston. He's just... 
Do you think songs that collaborate like that benefit more when there's more than one person on it instead of just two people? Because, like, think about Wu-Tang, you know. Or, they all rotate through a verse, but they're still all up there doing their thing. Or good, good duets bring the two people together at the end. Like they sing face to face, like Dolly Parton and uh, like Kenny Rogers, like the, or yeah, or the vocal tracks overlapped over the bridge. Sure, they could both participate some way. Right, right. Yeah. Another another song, like "See You Again," is Drake's "One Dance," where Drake has nothing to do for like <laughs> the second half of the song until uh, the chorus is re- you know the chorus reprises. It's just to, and so when he performs it, it's just him standing there while some girl sings and people dance it is a little awkward yeah i mean now i'm trying to think of performers instances of this where somebody just doesn't seem like awkward because you know i mean it's been going on forever there's always there's lots of duets especially in pop music and and crossover songs i think we just need more of that 70s stuff where they come together and they just look at each other like they're in love one of the few things i find scary is pitch blackness you know i don't scare easily but just being in you know because because i'm not around i don't live in places where it can get that dark at night yeah you're you're in a city yeah and i remember one time i was in seattle and uh my friend chris and i we spent a night at his grandfather's cabin, which is on an island in the Puget Sound. And we had to ride on a ferry to the island. Bainbridge? I don't remember. <laughs> and so, you know, the cabin, you, there was like a a stair trail down to uh, a beach on on the island. And it was cool to see, you know, the, the tide rise and the tide lower. And I remember at night... It must have been only like 10 p.m. I thought it would be fun to go down to the beach at night. And I had a flashlight and I was walking down and I I got scared shitless because it was so dark outside and I just had this flashlight mm-hmm. that I didn't make it down. I made, I made it like, you know, 15 stairs down before I decided, okay, I'm going back in the cabin. You turned your ass I, around, huh? I just I just don't want to walk back. Is it because, well, I was just recently on like a, a, a four-wheeling trip for a bachelor party and I slept inside, we went up to the mountains and I slept inside uh, my buddy's like car hauler trailer. That's what we took all the motorcycles and the four-wheelers up with. And I was like, oh, so we don't need a tent. We threw an air mattress in there. I mean, I mean, a guy slept in that and we just locked the whole thing up tight. I'm like, ah, well, if anybody gets mauled by a bear, it won't be us because we're inside of an aluminum tube, right? It was right. so dark in there, I had, I was on the verge of having a panic attack, and I didn't really realize I was that susceptible to, to like, I mean, it was, not only was it dark, it was fucking quiet up there, too, so the combination of it just, like, threw my mind, like, it just, I was spinning, I actually had to get out in the middle of the night, and just stand, and then luckily the moonlight outside was enough just to kind of light things, so I could see my hands in front of my face. Yeah, how, uh, how do super how disorienting. do people lie in sensory deprivation? Oh, I chambers. would not. I would not be able to do it. I didn't realize that I was susceptible to this, but it was it was not cool at all. There was a game show a few years back, Total Blackout, and it challenged uh, people to 
uh, do various tasks in pitch blackness. Mm -hmm. And it was all filmed in night vision. And so I, I dug the show because it was fun to see people freak out at touching, you know, about touching a hairbrush and getting freaked out. But then you think like, what, what would I do in the same situation? It's so dark. You don't know what's being presented to you. Yeah, you don't know what's being presented to you. And it's not like this game show didn't, like, you touch a hairbrush and then you touch, like, a bowl of cockroaches, right? Yeah. I mean, there, nobody's making you do anything like, you know, you're not sticking your hand in battery acid. And, right, you know, right. there's not, like, a, a bowl full of knives that you're going to grab the wrong way. But still, the darkness element of it, like, have you, you've come to appreciate that uh, is pretty scary. You just... You just Watching it, you know, you don't, it's just yeah. it's all it's all fun and games. But then you think, oh Whoa, shit, I've been in situations like this before, and your your mind it, uh, it 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 can get away from you really quick. I like I said, I didn't think it affected me, but that definitely did. I was thinking about invisibility, the the, the invisible man. And how useless being invisible is if you can also be penetrable, right? Like, I, I see articles about how, oh, the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter could be a reality. But then you put on the cloak if, if it, it, you know, if it comes, if it becomes reality. You put on this cloak and you're still in the way. You still exist. You still have yes, mass in the way. You still way. have to like, dodge people to maintain the illusion uh, of invisibility. Let's, let's take away reality. It, I'm an invisible man. You're a hollow man, if you will. Right, but I'm still here, and I still have to dodge you so you don't detect me being there. But wouldn't you want to be able to... You'd have to exist to be able to like, pick things up. How would you do like spooky ghost stuff with a sheet? And do funny tricks. You'd be able, you need to like exist to be able to like grab things, because otherwise you're just like. So, so, that, so that's that's why you'd want to be invisible to scare people. Well, that would I certainly be something the, I would do. I, I would definitely be the tricking people. The appeal of being invisible is, I just want to spy on you. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a perv element to it, I suppose, but like. And but you you want to like put on. <laughs> I want to sp- yeah, I just want to go and spook people. Okay. But I mean, you have to exist to be able to do that. Otherwise, you couldn't like pick anything up. If you had like no mass, like and so instead of being invisible, you'd be more like some sort of weird. You'd be like, like a, a, well, a va- you'd be like a ghost. You'd be like a weird vapor or something. Like, but there, that's not really being ghosts, invisible. Though. There are ghosts, you know, that can open and shut doors, right? Yes, we all know these ghosts. And so okay, so you're that? how do they do that? Okay, right, all right, they can. You know, they can float through walls, but they can also, you know... Pick things... Okay, well, yeah. All right. That's the kind of invisible you'd like to be, then. Like, things could pass through you. All, all I'm saying is that it's impractical to be invisible, but also... Well, it's, impra- it's impractical to be invisible, but but also solid. It just seems like it's, it's too much trouble. Would you right? have to be nude all the time if you were invisible? You would. Because you can't wear clothes, because then it would just give away your form. That's another thing. About, a, la, a la hollow man, you know. Yeah, that's another thing about invisibility. Like, if you have friends, you have to like 
break the illusion of invisibility so they can see you, so they know where you are. I mean, is this an illusion twenty four seven? I mean, you, with the if I was to choose to have the ability to be invisible, and I and I had to have mass, I'd like to be able to become not invisible at will as well. Otherwise, man, that's a it's a hellish life just being wrapped up in bandit bandages all the time. Here's so, so like like January Jones in X Men First Class, Emma she Frost. Just, she turns yeah. into diamonds though. Well, something like that. Like, what is that? What is that power? I turn into diamonds. Well, diamonds are very strong, and also pretty, I guess, to some people. Okay. <laughs> also, uh, we need a new Invisible Man movie. Is that is that in the pipeline for the monster movies that that they're re- redoing? Do you think that'll be after the Mummy one and the Frankenstein probably. one? You think you're gonna have any? Because we can't keep referencing Hollow Man. That can't be the tip. That can't be the one we keep referencing. Do you think there's yeah, room? I mean, do, you, do you think there's room for one that could tackle more of these uh, these mass questions we've got? The problem with Invisible Man on film is how do you film an Invisible Man? They do kind of like a liquidy. That that's like, why Kevin Bacon had to like yeah. wear bandages, where he was just wearing like a green man suit underneath, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, really yeah, lame. Yeah. <laughs> the film should be an Invisible Man wears a green suit. <laughs> He wears. The, they don't take the green suit that's, away. Very, he wears. That's very meta. That's very meta. If, if the Invisible Man wears the green suit that they made, they used to make him invisible in the movies. We're on to something. Uh, along the lines of invisibility, X X ray vision. It's part of our popular culture. X ray vision. X ray glasses. X ray vision is just so you could see people naked, right? Yeah, there's definitely a perv element there too, huh? Or spying on people. What else would you use X-ray vision for? To well, like look into a briefcase? Well, I've always wondered because X-ray vision to me personally is like I see your bones. Like, okay, cool, cool. Like I'm looking at your bones. If I'm not a doctor, or like see you have like some sort of like uh, bone and, density issue, then, like I go well, like what find if you old people. Into a refrigerator, you would see like the seeds of an apple or. The, like the, the what's bones the of a fish? Yeah, what's the benefit of that? I think X-ray vision is outdated because in the past you could maybe see into a briefcase and and classify document. Yeah, that and nowadays you'd want to be the Invisible Man to like spy on a hacker. Sure, that would that would have better. You'd have more to do with that, right? Like you're not gonna look at like a computer and be like, oh, I guess I see the inside of a computer. Like, what good is that? Right. Like if you're talking like Cold War era, it's like, oh yeah, I could see these documents from the other room and now I can prevent war. It's that, a very outdated power. A, a power that hasn't been explored is the ability to see like data, like Wi-Fi data. Uh, what about Scarlett Johansson in... Uh... I, is this a Lucy? I, Lucy. I you haven't seen oh, Lucy? She can do that? She could see like... Oh, buddy. She can do lots of things it, but, like, when she... it comes to data. She can she can see the data, very Matrix like, but also be the data. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Why did Google Glass fail? <sighs> I think it's a just a, a product that personally, I think it's a product that was just a little bit ahead of its time. AR is going to be a very big thing, and I think it's 
just one of those products but that like, ex- Google existed. Google killed it completely, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It wasn't a viable consumer product, though. It was. It's why? Not, why not? I, well, for one, it was a dedicated hardware piece, and I think that's very off-putting, especially when it comes to wearables. I mean, smartwatches alone are having a hard time taking off and putting something on your face with the perception of how it makes you look is is very changing. And I think do you think they could sell people need to warm like up to that? Shades you attach to your existing glasses. Oh, then the next iteration of Google Glass will certainly be something that's more built into the frames you already have or would be willing to wear. That's definitely going to happen. Or no, an no, overlay, like, a Google HUD glass, that's different. They were like real glasses. Sure, yeah, they were. Well, they so, you could get prescription ones if you wanted to. The expense was high. Right, so what you're saying is they'd be doing the same thing, right? They'd yeah. be like partnering with glasses manufacturers. Sure, yeah, and I, but I think the technology would need to be shrunk a little more and perhaps presented a little differently. And they were <laughs> cost think, prohibitive, too. They were very expensive. Do you think people's aversion, well, some people's aversion to wearing glasses contributed to its failure? I don't like, know about aversion to it. I think just maybe the way they were presented was a little goofy. And it not not as acceptable either because I think a lot of people had like a weird vision about Google Glass. Like there were people who thought like you could it would like see through things like literally X ray vision. Like X ray vision. Yeah. <laughs> it, like oddly enough, like they thought it could do a lot more, and it was like a privacy issue too. I mean, there was a lot of there's a lot of factors. In I think privacy here. in what way? Well, I think they thought like you were always like recording who you were talking to, which is something you could do with them. But I don't think people understood that. That's really not what people were doing with them. But it was possible. So there was an uncomfortableness amongst the people who weren't wearing them uh, around somebody who was, like maybe a little voyeuristic, you know, for the wearer, and, and people didn't understand what they were doing with them. Google Glass reminded me of that. It was season one, episode three of Black Mirror. The entire history of you. Mm-hmm. The the main character could like access all sorts of data through his eye yeah and it was like a, it was a contact lens yeah and he could like you could rewind and replay yeah, yeah, yeah. It basically yeah. memory and, the, whole, the whole scope of whatever you've seen yeah and that's what i that's what i wanted google glass to be right and if it's if not google glass then <laughs> why not turn it into an eyeball like a a sphere and so I would like remove one of my eyes <laughs> and implant this device, Google eyeball. I honestly think like a contact lens with a HUD built in, similar to like what Google Glass had in front of your oh, eye. So is, you it, that's in the works. That is, that's in the works. Yeah, you could just do a contact lens situation. Well, if I could get a contact yeah, well, lens. Well, you're willing to go replace your whole eye. I think you should at least learn how to put a contact in then if you want this. This is not that far out, though, man. Like these, some of these things are in the. I work. wonder if, like, blind people, if you could, like, my eyeball idea, you could just put in a a Google eyeball. Well, they, I think there is there is a technology to make some like some candidate blind people able to see like shapes via stuff that's like electrodes that are are put into the eye. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's just blobs. They don't really they they're seeing something. And most of them hate it because they'd rather just be blind, actually. It's it's super strange. 
So you're telling me that Daredevil film where he could visualize cityscapes <laughs> through sound. Not quite. Well, so, he, he was also like superhuman deaf, right? Yeah, he was he was very enhanced. I'll tell you right now, that's not how my deafness works at all, so I'm not aware of shit. He just bought a 4K television. Oh, yes. Very cutting edge. So you can't really watch much stuff in 4K, right? Yeah, content is a little limited right now. And I didn't buy it for 4K stuff, but it was just the best deal and it made the most sense. But when it comes to 4K, your options are streaming 4K, which Netflix has a streaming 4K plan. Amazon series are all 4K presented. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can get 4K stuff that... You have YouTube and Vimeo all have, you know, 4K content, but it's not shows. It's just user-produced content uploaded in 4K. And the problem with the streaming stuff, is the content, is it's all... Sure, it's 4K by definition and resolution, but, uh, you know, it's lower bitrate because it's streaming. It's not full 4K. So to get full 4K, you have to buy, like, a UHD Blu-ray player, and they're not cheap, and purchase Blu-ray... 4K Blu-rays. It's that's. Do you do you think 4K will ever catch on or? Oh yeah, it absolutely it... it absolutely will be the default at some point. But the infrastructure to actually obtain the content is kind of the issue at the moment. the The it... hardware to make it and produce it already exists. Most people are filming and editing and cons- you know producing content. Do you think the, the majority of consumers care though? I mean, how how much clearer can um, video be well I mean with a really nice 1080 set and the proper view like and different viewing distances m- some people wouldn't be able to tell the difference between 4k and 1080 regular HD I, honestly probably most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference if it's a nice both nice sets uh, the biggest technology like boost would probably be like HDR which has to do with the color gamut and stuff like that so it doesn't really necessarily have to do a whole I, lot I just of feel like most of the content, you know, do people really care if transparent is in 4K? Yeah, and that's the problem because Amber's, my, my girlfriend was like, well, what are we going to watch in 4K? And I was like, well, I guess we got Amazon series because I have Prime. And it's just like you look through that and you're like, okay, yeah, transparent. Gr- great. Man in the High Castle. whoop dee Like, yeah, these aren't I, these aren't things you want to see in 4K. I want to see like you know you want to see like action things and big visual pieces in 4K, and that's not what's available. So that kind of sucks. I, I feel like HD, even basic HD, uh, is is enough for most people. <laughs> like that's good like, enough for you. Yeah, it's just good enough. Like, I, what do I need 4K for? I don't think many people are you know clamoring for 4K. No, it's certainly an upsell thing at the moment, and especially when there's no content. For and it. and you and you know why I think most people are clamoring for 4K, is because many people bought HD TVs and stretched SD. Oh, and they and they thought it was HD. I mean, there's it's hard to make consumers understand the technologies too. That's they do a poor right, job at that. But what the the and and but the leap from SD to HD is massive. Uh, massive it is it truly is at that point you know it's like you're splitting hairs going from 1080 to 4k with video games right at some point 
how much more realistic can we we make graphics? Well, yeah, I streamed the Mass Effect game trailer, and they're like, it's 4K. Oh, cool. So I've loaded that up. It was one of the first things I watched on it. And I go, you know what? I haven't really played any video games for a while. I don't own any current-gen consoles. And I go, I don't know. It, it looks pretty good, but I, I couldn't tell you this was a 4K game if I was playing it. I wouldn't have known. I would have known the difference. And I know these things, so... It, it didn't convince me that that was any good. I'm fascinated by how with the shift from SD to HD or, you know, 16.9 television sets that people just have no tolerance for bars anymore. Like get um, rid of them at all costs. Yeah. Like even if it's like a, a, a 2.351 film uh-huh. with, with that has to have bars on, on the top and bottom. Sure. People will like, distort the image Ugh. so it fills up the entire screen well then they actually are cutting off stuff right, right they're still cutting cutting things off i tend to just make sure people like that aren't my friends because it drives me insane but at the same time hollywood is cannibalizing its own product to indulge people who can't stand bars sure. like the simpsons on fxx it's why it's widescreen quote with in quotes they've chopped they're, they're, the chop things it's down. pen it's pen scan basically because people don't want the bars on the sides sure. or like the wire or friends mm-hmm. on netflix well the wire is unique in the, in that they actually had more frame to work with so they did go back right and but like a lot and, of the shows re- in the 90s re-crop. shot in in the the hd aspect ratio but, but then they were truly shooting for three but they right. shot Wire. And so, like, Friends is on Netflix. It's sixteen nine. I've never and I've never seen it. Does it look when odd? It was, when it was on TV, it was four, four three. three. Sure. It's, you know, sometimes you'll see like stuff that shouldn't be on camera. Yeah, and they didn't move it, but they shot wide. Right, but the you know, <laughs> the the show. It's um, what's the word? I don't want to say cannibalize, but they're presenting a shittier product. Because people don't want the bars. <laughs> you, well, you're you're a purist in the fact that it should be presented the way that it was originally intended. It's shot right, and well, put out there. Because I right. I haven't gone I haven't revisited the wire since they did this. I was waiting a really long time because I wanted to watch the whole series again and see what, if anything how I felt about it looking a slightly more modern. Because you go back and watch the wire now and it feels dated just because of the aspect ratio, which I don't think changes a whole lot. But I wanted to see if it. If it really the, did anything for me, these artists are disrespecting their own vision, yeah, or disregarding their own vision in service of people's hatred of, of bars. Our bars. On that same note, are are you someone who's susceptible to like the motion smoothening that's on TVs by default? Do you notice that? I've never the encountered s- a TV with motion smoothing. I've never seen it. I don't know what it looks like. The soap opera effect. No, I've never seen it. See, you you must not be susceptible to it because oh. it's definitely been on TVs you've seen. I guarantee it. Any parent in the world who's bought an HDTV never turned it off unless their child went there and, and violently and, and took the why, remote why from Why does there. it exist? It's to smoothen out things because people don't like, for whatever reason, supposedly don't like the, the judder or the, the filmic qualities that shows are supposed to fucking have. So it well, goes I mean, in and that, maybe, it adds, maybe, maybe that's it adds you, frames that aren't there. It adds shit that's not there. And it looks liquidy. How, it looks um, video instead of film. Uh, 
maybe that's how 4K is widely adopted. No, because promised- t- TV, my set had all that shit on by default. I mean, uh, it was the first thing I went into. Motion smooths 4K. Oh, it's it's motion smoothing will exist till the end of time until people fucking get a clue. It's always on by default is the problem, and you'll know it's on. I, I have to. You'll have to. You have to turn it on, and you'll have to turn it off on a show. I can, a lot of people don't notice. There's some people who honestly just don't notice it, but I'm sh- I'm shocked you haven't because if bars bother you, picture quality. Bars don't bother me. No, uh, no, but that's what but I'm saying. Bars don't. You notice that they exist yeah. though, and why they exist. Motion smoothing is the next enemy to kill, not the bars. Xavier Dolan, I think I pronounced his name correctly. His film Mommy is shot in a square aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. It's one one. Yeah. And I saw it in a cinema in, in Toronto. And so like half the screen is black, right? Yeah. Because you're just looking at the square. And one of the interesting scene in, in, in one scene in the film, the sun reaches out and pulls the, uh, the screen wider. Pulls the frame open, yeah. Pulls the frame open to fill the whole screen. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that was interesting. For, for good effect at the moment it was done? Like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was like a, it achieved it like what a, it was going for. Yeah, it was like a, a a musical moment, and he reaches out and he and he pulls the screen open. But then the rest of the movie looks like Instagram that framing. Was, that was neat, and then and then it goes back to the square. Yeah, does it go back slowly? Like you don't you like kind of pulls in slow, and you don't notice no, it. No, you just don't notice. Like all of a sudden, oh, we're back to the you're square. back to. I like that yeah. when when because aren't, aren't there's some other movies that that play yeah, with the well, aspect ratio. Um, last year, Son of Saul, yeah. Holocaust film. Sure. That one is also shot in a square format uh-huh. uh, to capture the claustrophobia of being in a... Sure. In a feels, it feels tight. And then when you see um, uh, Hollywood blockbusters on IMAX, mm-hmm. most of the film is not shot in IMAX, which is a square. Mm-hmm. It's you know, So it's like there are technically, quote, they're technically black bars or areas of the screen that are unused. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just like cut to... The full, full IMAX shot. The full thing. And, and you don't really notice. Well, you notice when it goes IMAX, but then it's it's not like. Not as jarring as you would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as jarring as you would think. It's uh, 2016. <laughs> Why are security cameras still so low res? <laughs> They're so bad. They're so bad. We had some stuff stolen from the parking lot of our shop. And it's like, well, we have a security system. The boss loads it up goes through it you might as well have just taken a shit on the lens like there wasn't you couldn't see anything like and they literally didn't care they weren't even trying to hide from the cameras because they know they're so bad is it isn't security cameras the market that 4k uh should pursue you, well 4K cameras part of the problem is so crimes a lot of crimes happen at night so right that changes a lot of things because cameras do not work as well at night it's just they just don't even the highest end equipment is only so good and you're not going to stick that in the security cam because the cost is very prohibitive to do so. And then having a machine that can film store transport transcode playback, all this stuff is it's expensive, but you would think some people, some of somebody would be in the market for this shit, but it doesn't, doesn't seem like anybody ever has any, there's a crime committed and then they post a still and they're like, have you seen this man? It's like, fuck, I don't know. He looks like he's blurred out. We have no idea who he is. And, and yet in films, you can always enhance. Oh, you can fucking just zoom right in on that. The yeah. reflection of an eye to get a uh, license plate number, right? So you think we've hit a plateau in 
camera technology at night. No, we certainly haven't. But for when it comes to security stuff, I think it's just too prohibitive to have cameras like that mounted on the side of a building. I just don't think it's there. Security camera stuff is like a total racket. Subscribe to these services. Their software is fucking garbage. Everything about it hardly works. For the most part, it's broken more often than it isn't. Anybody I know who has a business with a security system, they basically say it never even works. It's like, how hard could this be? The market is is bad. It's like Kenco and fucking shitty companies that aren't very good at any of this stuff. You wonder if security cameras become super high-tech if criminals will just steal the security camera. They just start taking the hardware for that? Yeah. Like, this stuff's so good. Like, we'll start stealing yeah. that. So now we got to have a better <laughs> camera to catch you stealing the good stuff. Like, it just goes from there. Like, what's going to what's gonna turn the, the security camera industry around? I don't even maybe, know. Maybe that's why they're so, they're so crummy. Because if, if they're any better, people will just steal the cameras. Sure. For uh, Kanye West's current tour, he performs on a floating stage. It's a stage above the pit, and he performs in the in in darkness for a substantial amount of time. A good portion of the show. Yeah, and reports I've seen is that it's an experience being in the pit underneath the platform that Kanye's on. But I just feel like it's like it's like lit underneath and stuff. Right. Yeah, but it I just feel like, down. why would you want to be underneath him where you can't see him? And then even then, if you're sitting in the stands... You can barely see him. You can barely see him. You got you just have a guy up there on a stage that tilts around and, and moves around on a, a pulley but system. It's cool and, and stupid to me at the same time. I mean, I've read reports that seem to be pretty positive about the show itself. People who have been under and out in the thing, but it seems like, like a strange draw to me. If you're in the pit, you, what, what can you really see? You have to like move around to just like crane and crane your neck to to see someone in the dark. Yeah, you could, you could have at least made the platform out of plexiglass, so, so you, you could, could see up above. Underneath, yeah, that actually seems like a much wiser decision. Like at least make it see through. Because he's creating like. He's creating a, a mosh pit around himself with no one inside. He's creating this circle. Yeah. Because everyone's like spreading out to to try to see him. Because you know the show isn't cheap. I feel like he's probably toured better ways that seem a little bit more satisfying. Similarly, I wonder why movie theaters or cinemas continue to have seats that are like 10 feet from the screen. <laughs> why are these seats allowed? I like to call these the Terry Shivo seats. <laughs> I think visually that makes sense to you, right? Have you, have you ever s- sat in? I was really late to a movie once, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, I wish I remembered. It might have been the second time I went to like Kill Bill in the theater. So I don't think I think that's why I was late because I had already seen it. But we were off to the left, and we were like the second row up, like all the way to the left, and it was like it was the worst. I don't know who would even sit and actually watch a movie that, to enjoy it from those seats. It's sort of like you sort of get used to it after a while, but at the same time, you know your 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 neck you're basically like ruining your neck and your and your back because oh, yeah. you have to slouch to get in the right position. 
but you know, no, no uh, congressmen have proposed bills banning seats within a certain radius of a screen. <laughs> And and I do see people who who like to sit in the first row. Really? Yeah, it's fascinating to me. That's I nothing drives me more insane than showing up late and getting shitty seats to a movies. Well, in California, I'll, yes, I know the theaters are more advanced. Can reserve almost, your seats. Almost every, almost every theater is now reserved seats, which yes. means we can charge more money. Well, we still have people who take take your ticket order, not a machine that you feed money into. You know, I, I'm surprised that. Like whenever I whenever I go, I always use the automatic ticket machine, and people still line up. I don't understand why they line up. They uh, really need that interaction with the high schooler. <laughs> Explain to me this theory that Stevie Wonder is faking his blindness. He's actually a sighted person. Yeah, I had heard this conspiracy theory. Like this is a more recent one that I've heard. So I thought I kind of laughed when you you mentioned it. There's been like instances where he's doing things like he'll catch like a microphone stand or some stuff that's like in the way. And yeah, so, so the microphone stand uh, in 2010, Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney performed in the White House and Paul McCartney knocked over a microphone and Stevie Wonder grabbed it. Yeah. He like caught right. caught the thing like falling and like it's like. Okay. But. Isn't that something that like Daredevil would do? Sure, I mean that's a bit Daredevilish, right? Which I mean has grounds in reality. Your senses are supposedly, you know, they're going to be heightened when you when you have the inability to use all of them. Your other ones make up for some things. So yeah, it's possible he could have Daredeviled that thing, but it just seems really funny. So like perusing uh, this Deadspin article on Stevie Wonder is not blind. The evidence. <laughs> um, from some Stevie Wonder truther blog, I watched an interview with Boy George. Boy George reckons that Stevie Wonder is not completely blind because Stevie Wonder once came over and playfully strangled him at a party. And Boy George was like, how could he know where I was if he's completely blind? Sure, yeah. Like, how did he know it was him? Again, daredevil, right? I, <laughs> I'm using my senses to pinpoint where Boy George is. I think my favorite one is the fact that he goes to lots of basketball games. Right. <laughs> and he sits courtside. I don't want to say it's like a wasted courtside ticket because, you know, Stevie Wonder, he's got a lot of money. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, even if he's not paying for that ticket. But it's just really funny, like, <laughs> sit okay. courtside. So, oh, here's Stevie Wonder taking a photo of Michael Jackson at the Motown Museum. Do you believe it? Are you a truther? I want, this is just one I want to believe and then someday find out. Like, we get. M- enough evidence where it's just like stevie wonder you're not actually blind like what, <laughs> what does he have to gain well like why, uh, why, why why would he pretend to be blind a good portion of his career could be based on that regardless he's you know he's he's a what some would maybe describe as a phenomenal musician or whatever if you're rounding up maybe a little bit but it makes it that much more of a story and a thing if the person has some sort of uh, drawback or perseveres over something in their life. That's always, that's a story. So I think if he wasn't blind, you know, so would is, he be as popular like, or as big as he ever, ever, you know, was in his heyday? This is absurd commitment to, to, <laughs> to a story. Oh, definitely. Or, but how or maybe he just likes be? like, I like to wear this ugly clothes, clothing. I like how my hair looks. Um, I'll just pass it off as I'm blind. You know, <laughs> I can't see how. 
how, how crazy how I look. look. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, cause you you have you come upon this recently, or is this something you found you you read about a while ago? I read about this a while ago. Okay. And hmm. do you want it to be true? It would be, <laughs> it would be wild if it was true, okay. right? I mean, it'd be fucking crazy. The internet would have a field day if it was ever revealed that Stevie Wonder faked his blindness for decades. Do you think? Do you think it would really be that big a deal? Like, yes. I mean, no, but I mean, like, people would go crazy, but would be they be mad or would they just be like, "What the fuck"? Why would people, why would people be mad? Like, maybe blind people be offended. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think millennials will feel like they got played. But you think there'd be like a lot of like parents and adults and be like that that guy, motherfucker. <laughs> I I liked his stuff because I thought he was thought he was blind. Oh, so still, so feel like they're 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 pity fans of yeah. Stevie Wonder. Like, like for, so does that make them the assholes? Like we're that's a good question. We we haven't had a a blind musician in in a while. Not of our generation, no. Uh, some bl- blind rapper. I mean, Fetty Wap has a weird eye, oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Blind uh, emo, blind pop punk. Well, yeah, we don't have. I mean, is there anybody that's like handicapped that's uh, that's risen, no. risen up through the ranks? And you think like with democratization of music that some handicapped person on YouTube would catch fire? <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's not to say that there probably isn't somebody out there really talented, but how come they haven't, you know, risen up? Yeah. Especially with, you know, it seemed like it'd be more acceptable to be like, oh, this guy can play the ukulele like crazy, and he's got one arm or something, you know? Stevie Wonder, music's Andy Kaufman. <laughs> ghosts are stupid. <laughs> you hate ghosts? I don't, I don't understand ghosts. Like, you, you're, like you're, out, you're not a believer in them. <laughs> well... Even if I did believe in ghosts, you still think ghosts, are, ghosts are supposed to be people with unfinished business, right? Yeah. That stick around? To finish their business. They got business deals to finish. And that's, that's one type of ghost. But yeah. the, the ghosts you see in like horror films, why are they still around? Why don't, why don't they go away? To fi- finish your business, get out of the attic, and like... And why, why, are, they so, why, why are they all so angry? Can't they no. be nice? Like, just chill? Is there ever Casper, a ghost movie? Casper, but like, Casper became a real person at the end of the film. But he's like one ghost out of how many? The ghosts are always mean. Often Asian children and with long hair. And why are they terrorizing like people who used to live in, in, in their home? Why are they terrifying Sarah Michelle Gellar? Just get, just get on with it, right? So, yeah, just, what's the... What's the what, what what do you want? Why are you so angry and why are you taking it out on these people who are living in your home? Like I feel like I'd be a pretty funny ghost. Like I'd be a cool ghost. And I do I do cool shit. So first of all, why would you be a ghost? Right? You die and oh, I still got to I you know, I forgot to uh turn off the stove. <laughs> and then you go stuff. then you go and turn it off and then you just like then you're done. Just that was your here. business. Yeah. Like, the unfinished business is always like you know, someone murdered my mom like eight hundred years ago, or something. And too. Therefore, I need to mur- I need to terrorize. 
But it's always like the business happened like a really long time ago. So it's like you can't get this finished by now. And they, and they never leave. They just stick around. We've given you like 100, 200 years here. Come on. Let's be done here. If I was able to become an unfinished business ghost, I tell you, I'd do some funny shit. I would so, like, I would like you, help out. See, I was haunting my house today, and I live in now, and like some okay. like cool dude moved in, but he like had, he kind of struggled with the ladies or something. Maybe I'd help him out. Like I'd be <laughs> a bro, and I'd like try and help him out. This is the premise of a of a of a, of a television show. Yes, yeah, or like the, it's, the it's, ghost wingman. Oh, there you go. Who could be in this? Freddie Prince Jr. Ugh. That seems like it's gonna just kill the show, though. Go- I want to help I mean, some, somebody cooler than that. I think ghosts were. I like ghosts as a conceit, like the imaginary friend, like Calvin and Hobbes, or that's a little more whimsical and fun, right? But the idea of a ghost only works for me if it's like a wingman. Like if it's like. Here you have a, a solitary or maybe a lonely person, and we need to give someone for him to work off of. Like we need a drop dead Fred version of a ghost. Right. Maybe, right. Yeah. Because otherwise, why? Why ghosts? <laughs> why does it have to be spooky? Why you got to be a dick? Yeah. Ghosts are dicks. And why? Why, why did you go away? You've been <laughs> around. Why? Why are you still here after eight hundred years? I feel like maybe that's just what I'd be saying if I was haunted by a ghost. Because I'd be so fucking frustrated and pissed off. And probably scared because I'm just not really into that. And I'd just be like, fucking, why don't you just go away? They never say that in the in the movies or... Maybe maybe the ghost can't figure out what he has to finish. <laughs> and so he's just stuck here, right? Like indis- he's, done, he's done everything. He's taking out his frustration. Like, what is it that I forgot to finish? <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. is the indecisive, frustrated ghost. CBS this fall. Yes, I've, I've been here 800 years. You know, I've, I've tried every keyhole. <laughs> Freddie the ghost. I've done everything. <laughs> what is it that I forgot to do before you let me rest in peace? All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, you can find me at adamriff.com and on Twitter at adamriffs with an S at the end. You can find me on Twitter at Zombieologist. You can also email us at backwashaudio at gmail.com. And we're available on iTunes and Google Play. See you around.